You're listening to the Winbuild Send Podcast, a podcast focused on evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. I'm your host, Gabriel Menchaca. Thanks for listening. Play this record as frequently as possible. Okay, so I'm here in Bucharest, Romania, standing at the grill with Pastor Nixon and, and Pastor, newly ordained Pastor Dave Miller going into Warsaw, Poland. So what we're doing is we're all staring at a grill and everybody else is inside <laughs> and we are just out here ready to eat off the grill. Yeah. This is the, uh, the sweet meat, the tender. Yes. Tender. The tenderness of the meat. So what did you think of the conference, Pastor Nixon? As far as now, it's uh, this is second conference we were doing in Romania, but you know every time it's better and every time the world is doing great things. But this one I think was one of the best for me because uh, it was in the church where the Lord uh, established the church here in Romania, and we're so grateful for the team from uh, from Prince Chapel Hampton Park and from from all the pastors that have been here. And what can I say? I'm more than thankful for what the Lord has done and. We look forward to the future to see what the Lord has in store for Sofia, Bulgaria, for Poland. Amen. Yeah. So we we pray for that. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So we had we had a great time, and yeah, the Lord has really done touched the life of people, and we had we had a great time. Yeah. It was really cool to see the guy that lives across the street and got saved. I think when you first moved into the building. Sorry. Yeah. What happened? What was the story with that? thing is that he used to, like, the guy, he met Jesus like 25 years ago. Okay. But then he moved with his business here in Bucharest. Mm-hmm. So he, he was like backsliding. Mm-hmm. So he'd been like backsliding for, backsliding for years and years. So he had lost his relationship with yeah. Jesus. He lost his relationship with the Lord Jesus. So then then I went and, and actually first time when I met him, I went and buy like woods for him because he has... Um, how you call this? Lumberyard. Yeah, lumberyard. He's selling lumber. So because we wanted to build a stage, then we invited him. We told him that it's, we are opening a church and we're inviting him to come to service. Yeah, so he said, I'll come. First, in the beginning, he was not serious on it. You know, like, yeah, I'll come. I'll, I'll see. Then uh, he came, the first service. Pastor Larry was there, Pastor uh, Bobby Menchaca and all the other pastors. So we pray. So the thing that touched his heart is that the prayer before the service. Yeah. When we all, all of us, we join together, you know, we join hands. And that, he said, that he felt the, he felt the warmth of the, of the Holy Spirit again in his heart. Wow. So that he said, that was the thing that attracted me first time to come to this church. So from that, from, from that moment, he's been a faithful, a faithful uh, soul to the, to the to Lord Jesus and to the church. So that's awesome, disciple, man. Yeah. He actually, he came up to me. On uh, on last night, Friday night, yeah. and he was um, he he said uh, Gabriel, and mm. I was like, yeah. yeah, and I was trying to figure out who he was, yeah. and um, then he was like, basically your father, Robert Menchaca, yeah. and I was like, yeah, yeah, and then somebody said, oh, he lives there, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I remember him, yes. like that was awesome to see yeah. him, that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, any any awesome things that that uh, you could maybe share about you know just being in Bucharest and working with the people you're working with. You're working with a lot of gypsies. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the church, it's, it's situated right in the area where 
gypsies, but the gypsies that they are not actually from Bucharest. Uh huh. The gypsies that they they came into that area because it, it's the one of the cheapest area okay, to yeah. rent something. Yeah. So they rent they rent some places there. So the thing is that many are coming, many are going, but um, one of the essential things for us is that. From the moment we, we saw the place, from, from the moment we saw the building, I felt something that for that for that place there for, for that like, area. Yeah, we, we felt that this is the thing, you know, this is this is the where the, the, the church should be. So the the thing is that one the, the, the most the awesome thing for me is that we had like fifty children and the yeah. children are the ones that actually brought the parents. Most of them they brought the parents. So one of the great things for me is that the children, children, some of them, they are very faithful to the church. And yeah. Uh, but also, the, the work what the Lord is doing, we had like, last year, there was line, there was not like, every Sunday service, there were souls that they were turning to the Lord and, and, and received the Lord Jesus. So, that's one of the... Of the, the um, tell me a little bit about the owner. He came to the conference... Uh, yeah. Two nights in a row. Yeah, he's yeah. coming. He's coming. Uh, he's coming to the services most of the time. But but as I understood it, he's part of uh, like a, a mafia type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me give he me some background on that. What is that? And his brother. You know this area. Uh -huh. Like the Bucharest is big, so every every uh, mafia guy, every mm -hmm. gang, you know, it has his own his own area in Bucharest. Like a zone. But yeah, the zone. <laughs> But and him, his brother, they are the ones that you know they are over this zone here. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, he has a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of children. His brother has a lot of children, so they are a big gang. Uh huh. They used to. They they are gypsies. They are. Uh, the, if you saw the, the 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 house they live in, they're like castles. So they built that uh, years and years ago when they were going out outside of Romania and uh, doing bad stuff. Yeah. Illegal stuff. So that's why they built they built those houses. So uh, he started to came to the church. He like he was you know pray for me. I have problems with my heart sometimes. You know mm -hmm. he was asking us to pray for him, and uh, and Pastor Bob and, and I we pray for him. We lay hands on him. So he said, look, I feel I feel something when you guys pray for me. I feel I feel better. I don't. Wow. Yeah. So we pray for him, and uh, actually now uh, uh, this conference. He came to me because today we had to we get, we had to pay him we had to give him the money for the for the rent. Mm -hmm. So he came and we spoke and uh, he said, "Look, you know, I, I felt I felt uh, I felt something different." <laughs> wow. That's what he said. I felt I felt like you know I feel more peace in my heart and when you guys pray for me and even my health it's it's better. So we pray the Lord is gonna touch his heart and and yeah, the Lord is gonna. Save his family and his his sons. Yeah. Hey. So also, you know, um, a lot like this. This podcast will go out, and a lot of people don't really know yeah. uh, the story with Marcus. Oh. And you know, just you know, his uh, the the pregnancy yeah. that Alina that yeah. it was it was a rough pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, could you share what happened and what God did? So uh, my wife, she was pregnant in five months. By that time, I don't know what was was going on because we were being very busy with church and so she didn't have time to do a lot of checkups and to go and see the doctor so many times uh so we went and see the doctor she was like five months pregnancy at that time 
So we went and the doctor did some checkups, say come tomorrow and we came the next day and he did a lot of things. So he, he said that, you know, we, we did some, some tests on, on the blood and everything. So you have a, a virus mm. and this virus is called uh, uh, cytomegalovirus, something like that. Mm -hmm. So it affects the brain and the, 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 the motion of the baby, mm -hmm. you know, so how when uh, once he grows up that that it, it, it starts to is going to be more and more. And the guy, the, 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 the thing that I don't figure out even now in this moment is that he's a doctor. He knows the law. He knows that it's illegal to abort a, a, a baby that's five months old here in Romania. It's illegal. It's, it's considered crime. And he came straight to us and he looked into my eyes and said, your wife has to abort the baby. Wow. Why? I asked him. What are you saying? It's because your baby is going to be a handicap. Mm. He'll never be able to walk. He'll never be able to speak. You know? So, I uh, <laughs> said, no, we don't receive that. Sorry, doctor. So I took my wife, you know, I wanted, it's even if you, you know, if you have the Lord and you have the faith, when you hear those kind of things from a doctor, you know, is. but the thing is that we're not going to do that. We're going to receive him no matter what it is. So, yeah, it's our, it's our baby. So, so, so yeah. in on just to kind of clarify, you guys both, obviously were i mean emotionally like yeah. distraught yeah actually my wife she was praying she was crying crying, yeah, and, crying. and i'm sure everything yeah. everything else came to a crashing halt yes. like nothing else mattered yes yes and then you get that report and everything's going on um and and you still you told him like we don't receive that yeah. but what, i mean just you know what was some of the things that like you struggled with like you're like dude like god where are you or did you feel anything like that no no the the hardest the hardest time for me was when when we went to another clinic, another doctor, mm -hmm. and we did again the tests. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, that day when we heard the report of the doctor, Pastor Rez and Eva Taylor, they were here in Romania. Mm -hmm. And uh, David Miller and Paul and uh, uh, who Teresa. else was? And Teresa, they were here in Romania. So Pastor Rez and Eva Taylor, they were, they were staying at a hotel. So we went there to the hotel. Everybody was there, Pastor, Pastor Bobby and Sister Melinda was here. So we went there and uh, we, shared, uh, we shared with everybody. So they decided, let's start a group prayer on Facebook mm -hmm. Messenger. So every morning, Pastor Bob, he was sending prayers on Messenger for my baby. Mm -hmm. We all... And we all prayed those we prayers. All, we, all, we, all, yeah. we all put them on there. Yeah, we all posted we, on there. We're in agreement with him and with all of us. He, Dave also, he was posting prayers and everything. So, after three weeks, we went and do another checkup. And uh, this lady, the doctor said, the lady said, the virus is in your body. He said to my wife, you have the virus. But pray that the virus didn't, didn't touch the baby after three months because if you touch the baby after three months this thing happens mm -hmm. so you pray it's exactly what the doctor what the ladies told us you know so it will be better that the device didn't didn't actually contact the baby after three months of pregnancy right yeah so we you know I, that that was like a you know for me a little bit calm down my spirit yeah you know? yeah so the time passed when we did the, we did the, all the all the all the checks and then we went to do the 
ultrasound. The ultrasound, the, the I don't know, is here it's called 4D. Yeah, the 4D. And uh, we saw the baby, he was moving. Actually, the, the lady, the doctor said, the baby, who, oh, this baby is moving so, so much. Yeah. You know, I say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that thing also kind of, you know, settle up the, the, uh, our thoughts in the heart. Hello, you to bring something, please. And uh, we're still grilling, so. Yeah. He's keeping an eye on the grill, the yeah. chicken. So uh, the time came and my wife had to go and deliver the baby. It was on the 5th. 5th of January 2016, 6.30 in the morning, the, the, the water burst, uh -huh. so I had to take my wife in the car and take her fast to the hospital, and uh, we waited until like it was 1.30 when the doctor came because she had her doctor, so she wanted to deliver uh, the baby with her doctor. Mm -hmm. So we waited on the her doctor to come at the one and they said we need to have a, we need to, to do a c-section on you like a cesarean because you lost all the liquids so you will not be able to deliver the baby and uh, we did that my wife had the, the cesarean the surgery delivered the baby and uh, when we saw marcus the, the the doctor said completely healthy baby yeah he's a, he's a health, very healthy baby Past the first first day, that day, Pastor Bob and Sister Melinda and David Miller, they came to the hospital and that was first day when Pastor Bob called my baby and he lifted him up to the Lord and we we give praise to the Lord for what the Lord has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the story. No, that's Marcus. awesome, man. That's awesome. And the the end of that story. Okay, go. Is Marcus's first word? Yeah. Is, is Alleluia. Yes. That's his first word. He yeah. used to sit there and, Alleluia! Alleluia! <laughs> yeah. he, he would sit there and literally, the, he was the praise of babes. Wow. As he would praise God. That is cool. So now, Marcus is inside running around. Yeah. And we also have Elizabeth Grace. Elizabeth Grace. And is, Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's awesome. Elizabeth so two Grace. Kids. Yeah, the Elizabeth Grace came a year and a half. After Marcus, she is only four months old. Mm -hmm. The doctors, the doctors actually told to my wife, uh, it will be better that you will not have children at least for two years now. But the Lord wanted, <laughs> <laughs> so we receive it. And uh, we've been a little bit worried because uh, of the, because she uh, like she had a hernia. She yeah, she had a hernia. And she had uh, the C-section with Marcus. Uh -huh. Yeah, so we've been a little bit uh, worried about that. But uh, the day, the day Elizabeth was born, the doctor said that she she has some problems. Mm -hmm. The doctor said that she it was very very hard for, her, for to make her breathe on her own. Okay. And she didn't cry when she was delivered, mm -hmm. so that's not a good thing. She didn't—I uh, don't know how to say—inhale uh, or like no, liquid she, breath. Yeah, something like that. But she didn't like like the environment. Yeah, I, I don't know how to how to explain that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the the lady said, uh, "Your baby is—we don't know what what to say about." 
he is, uh, she she is uh, she's in a in a machine now help her to breathe yeah and we'll see how the things will so that day I went there and lay my hands lay, lay my hands on my daughter and I pray for her yeah so next day the doctor said she's perfect so we have baby grace now that's awesome man so we have baby grace she's she's a blessing yeah what else um, so in the church what what are some of the things that um da, da, da. so pastor nixon you had dave miller yeah here in romania with you for how long a year and a half actually he came three years ago for the first time in romania he spent three months here him and a team so how was that working uh together with obviously he's american you're romanian was there a big culture difference especially in you know working in the church and you can be real, like if you don't like it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, the thing is that I understand the uh -huh. American culture. Mm -hmm. I've been along for, for a while and I understand the American culture. And in the beginning, I, when, when they were here, like that time the church was not open, so we were still having Bible studies in, in, uh, yeah. in groups and everything in the house. And that the culture thing we it was not so something that will affect someone you know yeah but uh, yeah so uh, but the when the like the church started to to develop that for them there was something new for the church yeah know? like uh, i don't know how to say they we started the church with with the people from america but the way they knew about, you know, how you have to be in a church or something, we had to teach them. Okay. Yeah. But there were others that they were, they, they joined us. Like they were backsliders, like I, I told you about yeah, uh, yeah. Sorin. And they, they have their mentality, their own mentality on how, how, how church should be. How church should be. Yeah. So we had some, some, uh, I don't know how to say, in the beginning, some... Uh, yeah, cultural differences. Yeah, cultural differences. Especially church culture. Yeah. But... With the time, they understand, and yeah. I think this this uh, this helped help the church a lot. The the conference that we had now, they they've been around people, you know, they they uh, people from America. They they get to know them. They 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 understand the culture. This is a cultural thing. It's not like we are the ones that it has to be the church like that. Right, so, right, right. So that's that's what I'm. So there is there is like um. A room to change, a room to kind of just yeah. shift on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dave, uh, Dave was out here to basically kind of learn about church planting, um, kind of just serve. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that idea? Do you think we should do it again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, one thing I like... Uh, the one of the most important thing actually I, I like about Praise Chapel is this is the vision we've been building Sam. Mm -hmm. And uh, a good thing for for the church now, because the church is established, but a good one of the best things that we should do in the future is bringing people like uh, people that knows to disciple people. Yeah, okay. That raise new leaders. Yep. Help me here in disciple, and uh, that's one of the main uh, of the main goals that we're looking for 2018. How was it working with my dad? Was there things that that he was able to teach? Was there things that 
that, um, you know, what, what was it like working with my dad for you? Huh. Was it hard? And I, I'm, I'm saying this with something on my heart. And Pastor Bob, he teach me, actually, like, I took everything out from, from my, my heart and my, like, from what I knew mm-hmm. about church and about discipleship, I just put it aside. And Pastor Bobby really teach me how to be a disciple, how, how to disciple. Mm. So for me, I think it was, this year's was one of the best years in my Christianity since I, I get to know Pastor Bob. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome yeah. to hear, man. Um, are, are there things, though, that you learn? that you could turn around and teach or you would turn around and say, hey man, I learned this from him and I think we should always do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the people, they know the answer. One thing you learn when you stay around Pastor Bob is to pray. Kneel down and pray. <laughs> yeah. And prayer works. <laughs> yeah. And pray, prayer works. So if it's one thing I, I can say about Pastor Bob and like take an example and give it to others, it's prayer. Yeah. Prayer and discipline. Prayer and discipline. I know him. He wakes up every every day, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and he prays. And he has hours that spends with the Lord. So that's required discipline. Yeah. So if it's one thing I, I want to teach, and I want to give, uh, give an example from what I learned from Pastor Bobby, it's this: it's prayer, discipline, and prayer. Discipline but, and prayer. But, but, but prayer. This is a, a podcast. You're on. Say hi, Nikki. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so, one one way that we can know for sure, you know, they, you know, not that we ever questioned Pastor Menchaca, but you know, you know, the discipline is real when the team is here. There's there's carne on the grill, and the man loves his carne, and he's not here because his choice is I want to be in bed so that I can wake up for my appointment with the Lord. Yes, and there's a lot of times we've done our fellowships and. Wait, there's been late night services and late night things and I'll be here but I have my time I'm leaving so I can wake up in the morning and spend time with the Lord yeah and it's it's not a once in a while it's a this is how he is and so what about you Dave how, how about being here was it challenging for you to be under obviously a new pastor you under you're from Praise Chapel Pittsburgh your pastor's pastor Ralph Gonzalez who apparently is in competition with Pastor Nixon on who's the better grill master, and so um, so so you're from you're from that church, and um, and what were the major differences for you? Oi, um, obviously there were cultural differences. Let's start with that. Cultural there was there was cultural differences um, that took time for me to understand, mm-hmm. but. The, as people began to, and, and you know, as Pastor Nixon explained things, and re, we, we shared, and I, I really learned, you know, I, I had this ideal that religion is sin, almost. Mm-hmm. And I wanted nothing to do with anything religious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- there was things in the, th- traditional things in the church that I saw, that I was like, this is religion. We, what, no. And... I had to just learn about culture and learn that no, this isn't going to send someone to hell. They're still worshiping God, you know. And, and there's things that it's not forbidden in the Bible. So I just had to learn and break out of my own religious 
thoughts and my own religious, my own religiosities, I guess would be the word. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a really good experience for me learning this different culture and seeing the way different things are ran. Would you recommend for people to come do what you did? I would. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend it. You know, it, so, because basically, let me let me give that a little bit of a of a background. Your heart was to come out to Europe to serve, to plant a church, to do whatever God put in your heart. But there was a one end where it was kind of like, but you've never done anything like this, so it was suggested, why not come out and and work with my dad and Pastor Nixon, and and kind of just sit and learn and serve at the same time, like on the job training. Essentially, yes. I mean. You know, it was 2008 when God put this vision in my heart to come to Europe to help the work. And there wasn't a lot of details, and it was just go to Europe and labor. I, let me give some context to that, too. I remember this weird, tall, white guy walking around the conference with what he said was Estonia on the back of his head. But it was just a blob of green dye. That was 2010. That okay, was 2010. The there you go. That was okay. the globality head. There you go. The globality head. It was a blob of green dye. <laughs> no, it wasn't Estonia. It was Europe. Europe. Okay, there we go. The, Europe. It was supposed to be like, you know, Estonia was supposed to be the center because that's what was on my oh, I started thinking, yeah. like, what kind of growth is on that dude's head? Like, <laughs> like, do we need to pray for him? Or? <laughs> All right, so go ahead. Good times. Back back to you being a stand-up pastor now. <laughs> go for it. You know, I, I served in almost every way I could in every ministry in Pittsburgh you know I preached I, I wasn't pastoral but I preached I led Bible studies I helped my pastor with anything he asked me to do um, I worked in the kids ministry was the head of the sound team I was the head usher for a season and that was all a lot of training and it, as it came to being a missionary you can't you a local pastor can't teach you to be a missionary because they're not. And there's just differences when you're living overseas, when you're working with members of other cultures, other languages, that you really can't learn. You can have an ideal. You can think this is how it's going to be, but it's going to be different. Yeah. And being here, working with Pastor Bobby, I mean, when I got here, Nixon was building his house. And so I really didn't see him the first three months. And I had no idea really who Nixon was other than the young man who came and translated for Pastor Bobby as we were ministering to people on the streets. And I, I really didn't understand everything until I got back and the house got finished. And then I started to be around Nixon. And we started doing the Bible studies and doing the meetings in his house and really seeing how amazing of a man this guy is. Yeah. And... um it was a phenomenal training and yeah I, I i would strongly recommend it i don't know if i'd have a recommended coming single coming single i but i don't know if i would recommend it coming over here single because lust is a temptation there is a lot of girls and it's you know and there is that thing that girls see, oh, you're American, and they'll cling to you, and it, that really is a thing. And let me ask you this, did you have a lot of attention from girls back home? 
Or was it something coming here that was totally new that you didn't really know how to deal with? God in his perfection pro protected me from all of that. Okay. Um, like the, the backstory behind how my wife and I started talking is in 2012 when Pastor Bobby first came to Bucharest from Tallinn, he brought a team with him and Yana and Kladika came with him mm -hmm. and our conversation was nil until right before I came and I messaged Kladika and said, hey, is there anything I need to know about Bucharest? I'm going on this trip. Oh, so you used the disguise of what's going on in missions to be no. like, what's up, girl? No, I legitimately... I'm totally kidding, man. No, I... I, I, there was people saying, you're going to go over there and meet your wife. I'm like, no, I'm going over here for missions. I don't want to meet the girl. I don't want that. I want to focus and walk in what God is calling me to do. And it worked out that Pastor Bobby said, you're the older one here. You're going to be the one communicating for the team in Estonia to find your hostel. And my wife worked in tourism. And you said, you're going to be the one communicating with these guys as they come for the conference. So it was just yeah. another avenue of communication. And we talked. And the more we talked, the more we liked each other. We fasted. We prayed. We talked to our leadership. And the rest is history. Mm -hmm. So God really protected me because as I started to have an interest... It really put the blinders on and said, I'm not going to risk this if this is God with looking at these other girls or letting my attention be swayed. Okay. What else, man? What else? You're getting ready to go to Poland? What are some thoughts about that? Are you guys nervous, scared? Um, it's a lot. With We've never... You know, we've helped pioneer churches. I mean, she was in the beginning of Estonia. I came within the first few months of... Praise Chapel Pittsburgh. We were here and helped Pastor Nixon and Alina um, pioneer Praise Chapel Romania, but it's still going to be an entirely new dynamic when we are the ones pioneering. Yeah. And the the weight does rest upon us. But I would say this, even in speaking into that, uh, church planting is a byproduct of discipleship. So if you know how to disciple people, as Pastor Nixon already said, like that's a that's a good thing. Um, uh, then you have a, what is kind of fundamental to church planting. So discipleship, I think, is, is really the key in understanding how to pioneer. Because you can't really build anything alone and expect people just to come. You mm -hmm. know, It's like discipleship is, is the key thing to building that. I mean, Jesus taught it, so <laughs> right. we, we won't be wrong in going away from that. But um, so, so you guys are going to pioneer the church. And uh, uh, what else, man? There was, there was some good stuff that happened. You met a guy... Um, yeah. What um, happened with that? As far as, let me back up one real quick. I mean, my biggest, one of my biggest issues is I'm extremely hypercritical of myself. Mm -hmm. So there was this fear of failure mm -hmm. in starting the church until Pastor Larry spoke at the conference and said, you have to let disciples fail because mm -hmm. they will. And yes. it's not that I plan to fail. I, you know, that's obviously not, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go move to a country planning to fail, but it was this revelation of grace and I need to have grace with myself because I don't have to be perfect because God's in control anyway. And, and, and I think it's, it's, it is a reality 
in a fact that that church planters do fail like people do fail like at attempting to do what they had in their heart and not not necessarily that that itself is like the end of the story because we all know that you could you could not be good at one thing and then even in one city you could fail at that city but go to another city and be completely successful so i like i think it was thomas edison he said um i have not uh failed a thousand times but found a thousand times that don't work right and so the idea of, of just keeping like keeping motion and, and moving forward even in failure even in saying like oh i didn't make it right wasn't able to do that i think it's really just like that just didn't work that's it so right. what did we learn from it you know and then as far as moving into poland yeah i was able to meet a pastor he's a missionary been there over 20 years from canada and he's the head of the evangelical alliance there he's brought a lot of pastors from different denominations and different churches together to pray and he was able to connect me with the bishop of a denomination who is more than willing to work with us and their organization through this pastor are extending the invitation for me to come in and work as clergy um, he introduced me to an amazing couple bogdan and bojana who are now going to be our neighbors and have helped us finding the house and helped us do a lot of things. Um, we are praying about working closely with them as they work with youth and young adults doing English camps and they have a lot of people with interest but that we have seen as we have talked to them that there's a lack of discipleship and a lack of follow-up so as, as that's what we've seen we want to try to be that catalyst and make it work even in their own words they said we see things working we see fruit but there's like that button we haven't pushed or there's that missing piece yeah to make it all flow and yeah, yeah. we as pastor off was out there we all looked at each other and said it's discipleship and it's follow-up when i asked bojana hey what what kind of follow-up do you do and I, i'm kind of busy i'm working bogdan's working with it with the men and they're interested in doing the camps but it, that's really about all we have so as we go there and we're young and they want to be around a native speaker anyway it opens up doors right right that's good man okay so i want to close it up with both of you kind of giving me your thoughts on wind build send evangelism discipleship multiplication we already heard that you guys both believe in it but how would what method would you guys look at using or utilizing because I know there's a few different methods, but let's talk about evangelism. What's your favorite method? I, I think that's going to be limited to location. I, because, you know, we, we handed out flyers for three years here in Romania. And due to the fact that culturing, or that flyering is a cultural job and people stand there and hand out stacks of flyers and people just take them to help the people out because then they get paid when their stack is gone. Flyering, it didn't seem to be very effective here in this culture. As soon as Pastor Nixon said, no, we need to go do house visits, we need to go out on the streets and have some outside services, growth. So would you say that flyers didn't work? In this application, yes. We had we heard reports about pastors stood there and handed out two million flyers and gave up and went home because they had no fruit. But while we were there, Pastor Ralph handed some flyers out and said, hey, I want to give you this to read. And they said, what's this? And he said, it's about Jesus. He was able to share his testimony, start building a relationship. 
And they said, yeah, I'll read this. I'll hold on to it. I want to talk more. So these are phone numbers that I have or that we have that we can start expanding on. Handing, standing there handing out big stacks of flyers, probably not going to be very effective, though we do trust God at his word that they're seeds of, and the word doesn't come back void. As long as you're using it to be relational, it can be a little bit more. The biggest thing that we saw in our couple weeks that we spent in Warsaw and Poland, testimonies, testimonies, testimonies. I would even say some of the, the stuff with the flyers. Um, when you're a foreigner, anything you do is kind of interesting. So like when you walk up to somebody and hand them a flyer or even a track, and the, the first question they have for you is, is, where are you from? That's an open door. So I wouldn't say it's directly uh, not applicable that flyers don't work, but I wouldn't say it's applicable, applicable either that flyers do work because it's, it's more the con content of you being foreign. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Pastor Nixon? Oh, on the topic of flyers? Or anything. We're talking about method of evangelism. Okay, method. What's your favorite or what works? We first we try with flyers, as David said, but the thing is that we got that place because of flyers. Okay. Because sharing. So what I'm saying is that sharing flyers can open new doors for you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Exactly what you said. When they see foreign people here in Romania, they stay, they stop and, and talk and ask, "Where are you from?" So it's an open door. Yeah. We're not saying that, um, like, flyers, or uh, let me say this. We shared a lot of flyers. We had like thousands of flyers. Tons we shared. But one of the things that we are here in this church is because of the flyers. Yeah, that's good. Because one day we decided, let's go and share and, and, and share flyers on that area that we never been there. Yeah. So we went there, we saw the building and said, this is, this is going to be, we pray. And the Lord, this is going to be the church. So that is because of sharing flyers. But the, the evangelism uh, tactic, let me say this. That's no? good, yeah. Uh, uh, tac tactic I can, that we use, and we saw that it, it brought fruit to the church. It's taking the sound system, going in a corner or in, in exactly where the people live in their midst, putting everything there, start to sing and preach to them. Yeah. People just came to the Lord. So that's how was one of the most effective. Yeah, that's good. Uh, way to evangelize. So I think, too, passing out flyers gets you out on the street. Yes. That's huge. It makes you makes you known, and at least someone will read the name of the church. Someone will read the name, and it's 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 in, in some in, in their mind, you know, they kind of. Also, if you're gonna like let's say promote it on Facebook and all yeah. this kind of websites, they know what it is. They don't know. Oh, is that yeah. that guy that he shared me the flyers? So yeah, that's good. It's 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 a good thing. Yeah. Okay, so that's evangelism. So that's the the win in our win build sand. Let's yeah. talk about discipleship. What are your thoughts today before you eat that piece of chicken? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. He's chewing on some meat off the grill. And I, I believe originally the intent to invite me out here was to eat the meat off the grill with them. <laughs> Definitely. Because everybody else is inside. We're talking like maybe 10 people or something. So. At least. All right. Uh, um, discipleship. I'll have to quote Pastor Ralph on that one. Okay. Life for a life. Life for a life. You give your life, you invest your life into yes. someone else. I mean, yes. 
that starts with your own personal life. What is your personal life? What do you like behind closed yes. doors? Yes. And as it comes back to, as we said about Pastor Bobby, how are you doing praying? How are you reading? Yes. Are, are you going to let Jesus disciple you and impart into you through the Word of God and through prayer and communication with Him so that you can be ready in and out of season to impart that into other people? Yeah, that's good. That's good. What about you, Pastor Nixon? Exampleship. Exampleship, yeah. Yes. Living as a disciple. Yeah. And uh, teaching people the way to your living and to the way you, exactly how, how Dave put it, life for life. Yeah, that's good. So, yes. One of the things I, I it's exampleship. We give ourselves example to them. And... Uh, as I said, Pastor Bobby teach me a lot of things. Being in the church earlier with at least 40 minutes and kneel down and pray. The, 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 the people in our church, when they saw us doing that, they kneel down and pray. Yeah. So, exampleship, that's what I... Uh, exampleship and also perseverance. Perseverance, yeah. Perseverance, yeah. Yeah. Look for them. If, if, it's, a new, if it's a new convert... Look for him. Don't let him get distracted with the other things that he and he ought to go back. Look for him. Spend time with him. In here, I mean, it's a big thing uh, to for the pastor to go to go into your house. People okay. feel special, yeah, you know. It's a special. So when when you go as a pastor, as a minister into the house of someone, they feel blessed. Yeah. So that's uh, me and my wife Alina. We kind of do. And you that's guys do that the, Yeah, the we've seen pictures of that. We've yeah, seen yeah. we've seen the postings on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, now so now we're at sending, like sending. What do you what do you think about that, Dave? Now, Pastor Larry at the conference was talking about a church in the Philippines that planted a church in Madagascar, that planted a church in Ghana. I don't remember that he talked about a chain of five or six different nations about mm-hmm. churches planting churches in yeah. Africa, and we don't know about all that. Right. We haven't heard about these churches, but they're out there, and that's sending. If we're not sending, then what are we doing? I mean, that's the basic command for us is to go make disciples. And as you said, this is the way Jesus did it. Jesus made disciples and said, okay, you guys are disciples. You know what you're doing? Go make some more disciples. Do exactly what I did and send them out. All right. That's good. Pastor Nixon, what are your thoughts? Sending. You know that we build and send is about multiplication. So we believe in that. So, one thing that it's it's on my mind now, right now, about sending. It's if we do not send, we're gonna. I have a I have a saying here in Romania. There's a saying. It's like. Dead Sea. You just receive. You know, make disciples. But, and and that's what I share with my church. I told them we're not here to to grow in number. It's okay to grow in number. It's not. I'm not against that. It's it's good, you know. Num, num, people are good to come to the Lord. So, but the thing is that we are here for you guys to go. There's so many, so many. The the, the Romania. It's it's so so large um, field. It's a field. It's a it, the, the, the 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 harvest. It's it's ready. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. Yeah. And uh, that's something that the, they touch touch the heart of the people because they saw because. One one thing I want I want to share is that in Romania, the 
cultural mindset in church is that let's have a big church. Okay. You know? And it's like, it started to be like a, I don't know how to say, but like a competition, if I can use the word, among churches. Who has the most, who's, who's the biggest church? Uh, who has yeah. the most growth? Yeah. So when I, when I, when I first joined, uh, you know, when I first came into the ministry, you know, that was my thought. Oh, no, let's make, let's make our church. I was in my father-in-law church, you know, helping there as much as I could. And But when I joined First Chapel and I met Pastor Bobby and, you know, I started to, to get to know the, the, the wind building sand uh, uh, vision. This thing with sanding, it's, I think it's one of the most important. Yeah. Because Romania, it has a lot of good workers, a lot of, a lot of people, but they, they don't. They don't. They don't go. They has a lot of preachers, good preachers, a lot of, and it has people that they are hunger and thirst for the Lord. So, I think it's gonna be. Uh, this is one of the most things that, you know. Um, like we can't stop doing it. Yeah, we can't stop doing it. We can't stop. So, yeah. that's. All right. Well, thank you both for uh, being on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Maybe you want to say, give a shout out to somebody. Anybody? No. Nothing. Want to say hi? Bye. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do the PCP shout out because. PCP shout out. All right. <laughs> Want to say hi to anybody in the States, Pastor Nixon? Yes. Um, I don't know. Is someone like. Uh, anybody. Okay, anybody. All right. Just say hi. Just, Just like PCP. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, from here, from Romania, from Priest Chapel, Romania, from. With, uh, we're here with this wonderful. So I just want to. Uh, send you our love guys and greetings and thank you for your prayer thank you for your support here thank you for just having us in mind and uh, uh, thank you for you guys knowing that we are here praise chapel romania is here and uh, we thank you for 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 everything you guys that did for your prayers and uh, we love you amen all right thank you guys Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.